Welcome to the Experts Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes of what it really means to be in the media. Featuring interviews with media stable experts and some of Australia's most prominent media, we'll break down some of the myths, the fears, the skills and the knowledge needed to succeed in the media. The Experts Podcast is for the business owner, communicator, PR professional, leader of industry or anyone looking to develop their profile to be a recognised expert. The Experts Podcast is powered by Media Stable. Well, hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Experts Podcast. Hello, Lana Hilkawani. Hello, Nick Hayes. Oh, you can see I'm a little excited today. Yes, yes, I can. I want to get badass. Oh, really? I want to get badass (laughs) on this podcast today. Wow, why? Tell me why. (laughs) <laughs> well, because I'm going to talk to the author of Badass, How to Be One. Cool. Um, but she's more than that. She's more than just how to be a badass. She is an emotional intelligence and self-mastery expert. Her name is Nikki Langman. Welcome, Nikki. Good morning. It's wonderful to be with you, Nick and Lana. Thank you. How do you, how do, how, how do you truly, Nikki, get to be a badass? <laughs> how do you truly be, become a badass? Yeah. Tell me, tell me how well, do we do it. You already are. Oh, great answer. <laughs> See, I kind of thought I was, <laughs> but I, I, I guess I need some sort of qualification. What, what, what is it all about? Well, I will I'll, I'll kind of, let me throw some context around it too. But um, the, my, the title of my book is called How to Be a Badass, Navigating Your Road to Self-Mastery. So that's the, you know, the content of the book. But I, when I first started speaking, so doing you know keynote presentations and guest speaking at events and things, and I was talking about how to be a badass, how to be more of your best self more often. And then I started to realize that my way of viewing the word badass is not a bad thing at all. In fact, mm. it's kind of, um, you know, a, a badass is someone who is the best of the best at what they do. And and so I've had that positive connotation. But after a few speaking gigs and getting some feedback, I realized that I needed to take that word and have it mean something a little bit softer so I don't lose my audience. <laughs> um, and it, so I um, spent a few months just reflecting on, you know, what do I look like as my best self? What do I look like when I'm a badass? Um, how do I show up? And so I kind of p- picked apart each of the letters and got to an acronym. Yep. Ah. Listen to this. So B is brave, A, authentic, D, direction, A, action, S, self-love, and S, self-talk. Awesome. Oh, that makes so much sense. It does, yes. And I actually love the word, the connotation of the word badass is actually awesome because I think it's when you act without fear and you act with sort of – yeah, action and all of those things you said, Nikki. I think that's awesome. Oh, but I th- also think it's just the way you say it. You say badass. <laughs> Did I, you really? I, I'm a badass. <laughs> well, bad. Yeah, bad. I don't have the right accent to say badass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nikki, is, it's, it's great to be able to get not only a great acronym out of that because I think I, I actually love the connotation too. I love the way that you've worded it because um, any parent that's got children sort of in the age brackets of between eight and 15, you know, they always say, oh, that's sick, dad. You know, that's, <laughs> oh, that's bad. Yeah, you know, like the, yeah. And, and it's the complete opposite, but it's like, I love what you're trying to do there because it, not only that, it just draws me to you. Yes. I, I want to know what this is all about. 
And I would argue, uh, I would arguably say that I have the world's best elevator pitch. Ooh. All right, give it to us. Give it to us. Oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> just, I meant just in the title. Oh, know, no. How, oh. to, how, but, but to, how is, to be a badass. Yes. Um, that is spot on. It's so true. The best elevator pitches are the ones that suck in whoever you're delivering the elevator pitch to and make you want to ask more questions. So tell me more about it. It's excellent. Sorry to mess you up there, Nikki, because I I did want your elevator pitch, but you're right. You just basically say, I am the author of Badass. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) I wrote the book. I wrote the book on it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Chuck Norris has nothing on me. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Nikki, I just want to ask you, I know obviously you're a really experienced speaker and I guess I'm, I'm getting into one of the punchy questions straight up, but, um, you know, media and speaking is, is something that we deal with a lot with our um, experts uh, at Media Stable. How would you say those two things have worked together for you? Because, yeah, I can see you already have a, just an enormous amount of speaking experience. And, and how do I make that work with? With the combination of media and speaking, Yeah. I, you know, I, I, I love it. I, I, that's the first words that come to my mouth is I love it. I love being on stage. I love facilitating to groups doing workshops or being in charge of group, um, you know, programs and, and training days and things. Um, I, and doing a lot of work in front of people as a facilitator really reinforced me that I wanted to be the bigger speaker. I wanted to be an influencer and I wanted to make a difference in the lives of millions of people. Awesome. But during that, listen to this, I was too scared to share my story because I didn't believe that I had a story that was good enough. So my, my desire to want to make an impact and impression on the world, I was blocking my own way pretty severely. And that's, I think that, um, you know, there's a lot of shame and a lot of stigma that I had to work through to um, be able to be where I'm at today. Who helped you get through that, Nikki? Um, lots of people. Lots of people. Um, when you say helped get me through that, are you talking about building up the media experiences, having the opportunities, or supporting the emotional well-being at the time. No, I'm, I'm talking more that just you you becoming the speaker, becoming and getting your pitch together. Is it who, Who's helped you put that together? Yeah, believing because, in your own believing story. Believing in your own story because yeah. I think that you're, you're just a little bit, you're showing a little bit of, um, uh, I guess, vulnerability there in that and it just, it's just sense where, where, where did this speaking opportunity and, uh, and drive come from? My, one of the things I do mostly in my professional life is emotional intelligence yeah. programs and facilitation. So that's, that's a very big part of my experience and you know, potential income streams is in running EI programs. Um, I think through the, through the work I was doing, I was also starting to do a lot of analysis at home. You know, um, it's like I was going into a workplace and telling other people how to be self-aware, how to manage themselves, and how to inspire other people. But then I was I was coming home each night feeling 
like a fraud. <laughs> yeah, I can yeah, relate to fraud. that. <laughs> I think a lot of us do that. Nick's looking at me with a confused look in his face, but I think a lot of people do that, Nikki. They go out and, you know, they give people all the advice and, and they're very well qualified to give that advice, but they don't necessarily take their own medicine. It can be really hard. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, something that when I was going through in my mind whether I wanted to write my badass book and, and put it out there because it is, it's a heavy book. It is um, confronting because I go very, very deep into my own struggles with addiction and alcoholism. And, um, and, and I take the reader on that journey a little bit. Um, and then I take them back out into the sunshine again. But, but you know, there's some really, really dark stuff um, and stuff that I had to fully unpack as well. You know, I had to go back and revisit um, you know, some of those areas that I had, I had been trying to disown. It, it is those areas that you obviously have been able to go back to that makes what you do um, more than just theory. You've you've been in yeah. the practical exercise of what the, the what you're talking about there, and just some of those dark times, Nikki. I, I don't want to you know go too deep into you know the, the the hard parts, but what were those times like for you? I mean, what were those those scenarios there that you were uh, that, that that led you to to, to where you're at? Most of it was very private and secretive. Yeah. So, you know, when I think about, um, you know, when I think about people getting drunk in a bar or, you know, after a footy game, that's fine. You know, having fun in public, New Year's Eve, that's great. People get sick, whatever. I, I stayed away from those environments and drank mostly at home alone. Um, you know, <laughs> putting things into water bottles to disguise what they actually were. Right. Um, <laughs> but you know my my relationship with alcohol started at seven years old, where I made that first association of I have a problem and alcohol is going to fix it because that's what I see adults doing. Oh wow! Yep, yeah. that can um, be a hard one to break. Yeah, it, it can. It can. And I was not raised around alcoholic behavior, but you know my my father did occasionally you know come home upset about something and, and he'd go and mix himself a martini and just kind of lick his wounds for a while. And so I think I, I put that together very early on of, oh, dad's upset. So he made a martini and now he's better. So there you go. That makes sense. Um, and yeah. And then, you know, without going too, too much into the story at all, um, you know, fast forward many years and I, I had to get inpatient treatment several times. Um, all the while just trying to say, no, I'm, I'm in control. I'm in control. Everybody back off. I've got this. And um, it wasn't until I was in my, my mid-30s that I finally came to acceptance and thought, all right, well, this is, you know, I've tried everything. I have no more choices except just to accept. Uh, that's really, really powerful, Nikki. I really appreciate you sharing that. And I think a lot of listeners will be listening to that and going, Right, I can see and hear your backstory. I know and understand what you're trying to achieve and do. And it's just pleasing to hear what you're doing. Hey, let's step this up. Let's really pick this up because it's it's, it's, um, emotional intelligence. It's it's COVID times. Are you the most busiest person running around at the moment? Because I tell you what, (laughs) we need a little bit of emotional intelligence to deal with these lockdowns, I can tell you. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Yeah, and, and yeah, I am definitely pursuing some opportunities um, of an immediate need, some you know, some uh, CPR and and urgent attention. Um, 
and I love that. And I love having the ability to uh, to work in that field. I love working in emotional intelligence and helping other people, especially if they're struggling with anything. And it doesn't matter from what. But it's allowed me to be more of a wise and compassionate leader yeah. to you know help other people say, you know what, let's let go of your circumstances because you cannot control them. All you can control is what are you going to do about it right now and tomorrow. Um, so, you know, that's the attitude I take. I don't delve too much in my past at all because I can't change it. No, you can't. You can't change your past. You, yeah, you just so learn and you, and, you, and, you, and you can work with that. The, the yeah. question I wanted to throw to you, Nikki, because I think, and I've mentioned the pandemic, I've mentioned COVID times, I've mentioned lockdown. It, it is probably a time for many that have never experienced anything like this before. I mean, you know, unprecedented times. I'm sorry to be using that line because <laughs> it just is popped up. But it's, it is a time that a lot of people have had to really deal with their emotional intelligence, particularly when dealing with family, with friends. Oh, uh, at work. Work. Yeah, everywhere. Uh, if you're even allowed to go into work. That's right. These are, these are really trying times. Nikki, have you ever seen times like this in your time working uh, in this space that has, has sort of completely changed everything? Has it changed everything? And, and what have we got to look forward to? Oh, it absolutely has changed everything. And I think we're slowly coming to the realization and, and the acceptance that we won't get back to our pre-COVID life, that there are going to be things that we are just going to have to permanently adjust to. And this is where, okay, here's a really, really critical thing, is that most of us have short-term resilience strategies. So there are things that we know to do um, to not do, to go to, you know, uh, I, books we have to read, um, you know, drives we need to take, shopping has to be done, whatever. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> it's all there. Um, but, uh, oh, my God, that's so true. I lost my train of thought there. Um, um, the short-term resilience strategies. Short-term, but, yeah. yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but what, and most of us have those strategies. We can get through short periods of time relatively unscathed and, that, you know, that's okay. But this is different. Mm. And this is, this is the point now where I think a lot of people are getting very scared because, you know, they, they might have lost trust in themselves. Yep. Um, and I want to, I want to be a voice for people who haven't been in the system before, who haven't previously identified as having any kind of mental health condition. Um, you know, the, the mothers, the fathers, the you know, people in their 20s um, that are starting to come up and say, oh, yeah, this past year and a half has really taken a toll on me and, and I'm struggling. And those are the people I'm trying to reach right now because, you know, I am I'm one of the lucky few that I did not go back to poor behaviors when COVID hit. You know, a lot of people I know did relapse because of the, the isolation and depression that came and whatnot and they, they went back to the drink it hasn't been the case for me it's but so topical so topical it, it is so topical and it's it's so necessary right right now because yeah. you know it's where do you draw the line between resilience and despondence at what point where is our tipping point of when we feel like i, I don't i can't keep doing this 
That's a really interesting point. Yeah, it's so I just that you've I've been sitting here nodding silently, Nikki, as you were talking. That that whole point around long term resilience. You know, it's true. I think a lot of us would have, and I, I put my hand up and say, I have some really good short-term strategies going for a run, listening to music, even having a drink. I have to yeah. put my hand up and say, I do that as well. But yeah, the the pressure that we're under at the moment is totally different, Nick, to your question. And having those long-term strategies is important, but I think a lot of us don't have them. Yeah. But then despondence, Nikki, you're right. It's when do you sort of, what's the difference between being able to endure it and just kind of giving up, you know, there's quite a fine line yeah there is there is and and we're seeing that line not just in covid related issues but we're seeing it with our athletes um you know just just coming out of the tokyo olympics and mental health was you know a, a theme that emerged during the olympics um and and then you know sadly we've also just lost another um olympic athlete just on monday so there is there's a lot of room and a lot of necessity and, and an urgency for us to you know, start having these tough conversations. Start having them with yourself in the mirror and say, and you don't have to tell anyone what, you know, what your self-reflection is, but be really honest with yourself. Yeah. Are you okay? I love it. I love it. Be honest with yourself and are you okay? Because it's, you know, we do human beings tend to, you know, put up a bit of a front saying that everything's okay, everything's going well, blah, blah, blah. And Absolutely. And, and you might be, to your point, Lana, with your short-term strategies to, to working with it, going for a run, going to the gym, uh, go out uh, or go see a friend, you know, if you can. Obviously, some can't in lockdown. But, Nikki, oh, we've been saying this for a long time and I think it's since the pandemic kicked in, I don't think I think we underestimate the power that this is going to have or the effect that this is going to have on future generations that are either working in this or living through this at the moment just the effect that it is going to have on uh, mental health, mental well-being, the future of businesses. We're seeing businesses fall over left right and center. They're not even getting reported now. Uh, it's that many, but mm-hmm. this is a very pivotal change and we've got to be able to work with this at some point. I'm not going to talk about the vaccine, lockdowns, COVID, etc. but the fact that it's going to affect us in the long run, um, we're going to have to work through this. This is going to be probably bigger than the pandemic itself. Indeed. I think, but yeah, because it'll take, you know, you know the, the expression, it takes 10 rights to right a wrong. So, you know, one wrong thing can happen and you have to do it 10 more times before it washes out. Um, and I, I think about that with the pandemic. It's, you know, we might be out of this in another two to three years. Okay? But we will feel the impact of the loneliness, the isolation, the fear, um, the suicidal thoughts, the, you know, wh- whatever. We will feel those for probably another decade. Well, at least. Nikki, it's good that we've got you. We've got you That's to help us get, become a bit more of a badass. That's right. And, That's uh, right. And work through this. Now, you've had plenty of media experience. I, I'm just looking through that long list of that you've got here on your profile. What's your favourite media? Is it radio? Is it television? Is it print? Is it online? What do you like to do? Uh, television is is where I would like to be looking for opportunities. Yep. Um. And, and then also in print. So, you know, in a lot of the publications that are coming out are in newspapers where there are those opinion pieces. Yeah. Um, 
you know, I also, like, I've got a few other opinion pieces that I'd love to share with people. Um, you know, I know that this isn't the right time, but, you know, I talk about how emotional intelligence can save lives. Yes. And, and I talk about my own story and how emotional intelligence is the reason. It is the only reason that I have not fallen in the last year and a half is by being constantly self-aware and identifying where my yellow flags are before they turn into red flags. Oh, I like that. Traffic light <laughs> traffic light yeah. systems work really well, I reckon, because it has to be simple for us to actually pay attention, you know, and, and make that change we need to. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then just, you know, reframing the conversation when we need to. So, you know, if, if, if the word um, mental health or, or well-being doesn't sit right with somebody, how can you give the same message um, that will help them to understand it on their terms? Yeah, I, I, it, the op-ed opportunities, I see a lot of, you know, really leadership pieces here Absolutely. for you. Absolutely, yep. Um, because if there's one thing that we do know at the moment, and, you know, obviously the discussion is very much centred around COVID, is that we are trying to get out of this. We are trying to find a roadmap, a, a journey out of it that is going to do it. And it is people like yourself that have the, 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 the I guess the menu, the, 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 well, you've actually got the map in many ways because you've been through that map in your own sort of way yourself. So I think that's what we're going to be looking for. And for TV opportunities, I think, look, that's the challenge here because again, that's that I don't believe it to this point is that media itself hasn't really embraced the getting out of COVID we're still too focused on the lockdowns and trying to get rid of it. Yeah, that's very as true. As opposed to what's life going to look like yep. six months out, 12 months out? Because at the moment, we can't see much of a light there, Nikki. We can't see much of a, <laughs> when's this all going to uh, come to a, a draw to an end? Yeah, yeah. There's so many, uh, so many crystal ball questions there. But I... I think that we need to start having these conversations today so that we prepare ourselves for that tomorrow, whenever that tomorrow comes. Absolutely. Um, sorry, Nikki. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think the opportunity is, is even though obviously Nick's saying, and I, you were all saying, the isolation of COVID, the loneliness, but the thing I really like about your, I guess, your key message, Nikki, is it's how to do it yourself. So when you talk about emotional intelligence, I think a lot of people think about emotional intelligence as it applies to others. So how you can use yeah. emotional intelligence to be a better leader or to impact change for other people, but really it has to you know, you've got to start with yourself. So I think I've seen a lot, Nikki, people during, you know, in being locked down in particularly Melbourne and Sydney, they're spending these really prolonged periods on their own, which definitely brings about challenges, but I think it brings opportunities. And that self-mastery message, I think, um, I think, yeah, that's something I think really positive that people need at times like this. Yeah, it is. And it's because by, you know, diving deep into awareness of yourself and mastering yourself um you know it's it's uh yeah it's it's it, it i can't think of a better topic for us to be really putting on the front of people's minds right now yeah um you know and, and i love that we just when we came out of the olympics there was you know some uh, some hashtag trending you know about it's okay to not be okay and yeah. i hope that that i hope that that hashtag really carries um, and goes for a, a long time because we need to hear that and we need to hear it repeatedly and then we'll forget it and then we need to hear it again that it is okay to not be okay. 
How's the media reacted to your message, Nikki? How's the media engaging you? Um, we've we've spoken to an emotional intelligence expert before, and and really pre-pandemic, it, it, it was a tough word to even explain what emotional intelligence was. <laughs> yeah, like it just just was. It seemed like a bit of a quirky word or a, a, a bit of a, a catchphrase that was running around. How has media reacted to you and to your message uh, in recent times? Well, you know, since we've been in COVID, and especially you know, twenty twenty one COVID, um, you know, where the you know we just hadn't recovered from the previous year before we started locking down again. Um, yeah. Um, sorry, I lost my train of thought again there. <laughs> oh, it's it's, it's just a, it's a, is media taking on your message? Is media wanting further to engage you to get that? I, I get a sense that we are at the point now where we need to start working our way out of this because it's enough to be told that we're locked down. It's enough to be, we've been pushed around left, right and centre and, and people I think are just quietly fed up. Uh, get vaccinated, let's move on, whole world, let's do it. How is that message though? Because you've, you've got a, a bit of a roadmap for each and every individual out there to, to do this, to get out of it, uh, to deal with it mentally. How's that media reacted to you uh, telling that message? So far it's been, it's been a pretty positive response. Um, because I think that, you know, we, we know that the news is very focused on COVID right now. And, um, and that's, it's almost like there's a single lens that we're looking through at the moment. So, you know, devi- slight deviations from that of, you know, kind of exploring, you know, here's a question I hadn't yet thought of. What do you think of this? Um, you know, and how can we kind of collectively inspire each other mm-hmm. to move forward? You know, if, if, if we're, hungry and waiting for the government to make us feel better, we're going to be really hungry and, and waiting, <laughs> waiting a long time. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is a really good line. It's so true. They're, they're, they've got no interest. <laughs> in making us feel better. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, I, I yeah. think what Nick's saying uh, too, Nikki, is that um, the media, I think traditionally, up until really the pandemic, I think, has been quite... Uh, sort of cautious, overly cautious, talking about issues like mental illness, um, you know, quite, yeah, going to those dark places in traditional media, particularly in places like TV, I would say. Yeah, well, I mean, the natural natural thing before COVID, and and, and I suppose this is the time, was that, you know, with mental health, it was always associated with suicide. Yeah. and suicide, you can't report in the news. You got to rep- well, you can, but you've got to do it in you've a very particular way. defined yeah, way yeah. that's been set up because of the um, that's going. On. But oh, I think you, the question you're going to pr- probably push forward there is: Have we changed? Have we? Is that what you're going? Yeah, down the exactly. Of? And I think it's great think out of necessity. Of it. Yeah, exactly. So has your has your message shifted, Nikki, in terms of where you want to take your message in, you know, obviously in doing more media and more speaking gigs as you release your book? Is that where you're looking to take it in the future? Oh, yeah. You know, you know the expression, uh, you know, you want to talk about your plans. <laughs> Tell God about your plans. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, when I started down the journey of you know, changing career to go into speaking more often and, and um, being in, and being able to reach one to many um, and then writing the book. It was, it, it was all, 
see how I put it. Um, it, it, it was all about helping individuals and workplaces to be a bit braver, to speak up a, about things that yeah. are, um, you know, that need to be talked about. Um, creating direction and purpose. These are all very, you know, skills that we can put into a work environment. Um, where the media, for me, kind of changed that direction just a little bit is that I wanted to be known for my product. I want to be known as a badass, of course. Um, but I, I want to be the person behind the book that inspires people. Or, you know, oh, yeah, look at the speaker's lineup. I've, I've heard of Nikki Langman before. Yeah. What I did not want was to be known as a recovering addict. Yeah. But that is where the media is, in my opinion, over the last several weeks. Um, they're picking up on that. Because I think that's what people need to hear. That we're in a state of such widespread despondence yeah. that we need people like me to say, I, you know what, I've gotten through this so far and here's the tools I use to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's even more inspiring, Nikki. I, I, I think I think when you when you as a speaker and what media is looking for, they're looking for what's happening at the time and how that story might relate to their audience. And I think your story really resonates with a lot of people in the backstory that you have is because it's exactly what people are going through right now. Yeah. And there's one thing that really does very well in media is that light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. There is a solution. You know, we recently just had Nadia Mitsopoulos from the morning show on the ABC talk about, I don't want to be, you know, yelling and screaming and being, uh, as a talkback host, throwing out all the problems of the world. Yeah. I want to come up Mm. with the solutions. Yeah. And that's what I, I I love hearing that. Yeah, I I love hearing that, not just because from a media perspective, is that there is a real appetite and desire to find solutions for the problems that we do have. Yeah. And when you've got media that just continue to want to throw bricks or want to be confrontational and not really deliver a solution, that's when I think we've got problems. Yeah. Because there is no solution at the end of the day and we just move to the next problem and, and we've got no solutions. And I, 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 I hats off to you, Nikki. I know that that might not have been what you wanted to do, but I think it's also too something there that's in your toolkit to be able to help people. I, I think it's a very powerful tool to help people really change and also to help them get through these difficult times. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't agree more. And it was just sheer luck in the timing of when the book was done and published. Um, you know, it, I, I wrote it completely during Melbourne's four-month lockdown last year. And so it's kind of funny now. I got a little joke. You know, people say, "So how long did it take you to write it?" And I say, "43 years." <laughs> well, it is. It it's is. a life story. Yeah, absolutely. It is. Hey, Nikki. It is. And it, we've run. Sorry, out, go ahead. We've run out of time, mate. We ran out oh, of time. No. I know. I know. <laughs> Sorry. How quickly does 31 minutes go? Very quickly. Yeah, we could have sat here all day. But you know what's more important here, Nikki, is we need to find out how we can reach out to you and get in contact with you. So what, what's the best reach out? What's the best email address or the best uh, web address to get to you? Uh, so my web is NikkiLangman.com. Yeah. N-I-K-K-I-L-A-N-G-M-A-N.com. Um, and you can... You can put in your details there, um, you know, to subscribe. Or my email is just nikki at nikkilangland.com. 
Beautiful. And that's Nikki with a double K, Lana. Okay. Nikki with a double K. Uh, Nikki, um, a really interesting chat, a really important chat, and um, really enjoyed that. I think it's something there that a lot of people, particularly in this time, are going to get a lot out of. And I think as an expert that you and your space, the ability to shift and change and to take on the messages that uh, are going to eventually help and support people, very, very powerful. Lana, another good one. Yeah, fantastic. Thank Nikki, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Nikki. Uh, thanks so much. That's Wonderful Nick- to chat with you. That's Nikki Langman, author of How to Be a Badass. Badass, Lana. <laughs> You're a badass, Nikki. Not badass. <laughs> All right. We look forward to having your company next week when we speak to another expert or another media. Have a great week. You have been listening to the Experts Podcast powered by Media Stable. To get in touch with the team, head to the Media Stable website, mediastable.com.au.